Did you know one in five Americans live with a mental health problem? <laughs> that means unless you live in a cave, you know someone personally dealing with these issues. So join us and our special guests as we answer your questions, share real stories, and work to pull the curtain back on how stigma impacts our everyday lives and our communities. We believe that making a real impact happens best with candid conversations, laughter, and tears. We are your hosts, Jennifer Ritter and Josh Moore, and this is Impact Stigma. Good morning, evening, or afternoon. Good morning, evening, or afternoon, Josh. How you been? I'm all right. I'm yeah. tired. I'm really tired today. I'm dragging. I'm so sorry. I yeah. feel I feel very rested. So, uh, yeah, for once. I actually I went to bed at like 9.30, which is ridiculous for me. I went to bed a little after 10. Okay. Yeah, still tired. So we have some fun stuff to talk about today. Real yeah, quick. We're, we're exactly one day away from being a month away. Yeah. Before our second Unoya concert featuring Philip Phillips. I'm really excited, but also when you're planning a big event like this, it makes you kind of nervous. So I feel really stressed out. and oh, no. I won't say stressed. I'll say I feel very highly focused right now. And also, wow, I can't believe it's coming so fast. So. I know it. So on top of doing everything for the concert, we got our normal work we got to get done. Yep. And everything else, it's just crazy. It is crazy. And then we have family stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, All kinds of stuff. My kid's leaving. But you're so. like, good riddance. What? No. I've actually cried like three times. God, I'd be like, yes, a break. Well, I love Deason. And there is a part of me that is grateful for the space because he's 18 and kind of 18. That's all I'm going to say. And then there's this other part of me that's like, I just get a, I know the second that I let him go, I'm just going to like kind of cry and lose my mind. But anyway, yeah. but it's kind of hard. It's hard to let your kids go, believe it or not. You haven't done that yet. But I when have they I feel in it will not be that hard for me. <laughs> I'm gonna hopefully be around and I wanna be like, see, it's it's so much harder than you thought. So No, you're gonna be like, Wow, it didn't bother you. <laughs> Nothing bothers you, Josh. <laughs> That's an extra room. <laughs> you're like, I'm gonna figure out what to do with that and remodel my house some more. I know. All right, welcome back to season three of Impact Stigma. Today is a really big episode for us because our special guest is the executive director for the Scars Foundation. Now, the Scars Foundation was established by Sully Erna, and he is the lead singer for Godsmack. And if you guys have never heard of Godsmack, they're like the most enormous band ever. So this is a real honor. This year, we're really excited to announce that Frontier Health Children and Youth Services is actually bringing Unoya for Kids to our foundation's second annual Unoya A Well Mind concert that's happening on August the 13th. The Unoy for Kids event will feature the Scars Foundation along with the Grace Notes Project, just bringing, you know, a fun interactive music experience for kids all over our area. So it's going to be so much fun, and it's free. It happens from 3 to 5 at Cumberland Square Park right before Unoya. So I am really excited to introduce our guest and let her share all about her story and the Scars Foundation. Please welcome Naomi Fabricant to Impact Stigma. Well, good morning, y'all. Thanks so much for having me. I, I love the introduction. It's always so interesting for me to hear how people refer to Godsmack. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's awesome. And, you know, I'm honored to be with you. I absolutely love Frontier and our experience working, you know, with your organization has just been a total blessing for us. Everyone we've met has been above and beyond awesome. Well, thank you. And, well, I mean it. You know, like I've been fortunate to work with many people and to be as well-received and open by your organization is just 
like I said, it's truly in my heart a blessing to be able to share what we do, see how well it's received by, you know, by the clients and the participants, and then be able to have such open, honest, and productive conversations with the team at Frontier is just, it's just awesome. We look forward to being back in Appalachia every time we get to come. So thank you. I love hearing that. How about you? Oh yeah, absolutely. I know the team that you work with a lot and um, they're phenomenal. Mallory Hill is a new friend and she's a huge, enormous gem that's been brought on up in Virginia and I'm just really grateful for her. Josh and I have been able to get to know her and Josh more than me, but she's just a phenomenal person and does a great deal of work. So we're really happy to have her. Yep. hundred percent. So thank you for, you know, including me in in this and giving me an opportunity to share a bit. So thank you. And just for the record, I'm kind of tired too. And, um, and Josh, I have a 30 year old daughter who's been out of my house for, for about 12 years. Uh And and I miss her every day. Yeah, I tell he's got a big heart. Don't let his <laughs> don't let his tough exterior fool you. Look, look, they can come and visit every day. Just get out of your house. <laughs> just, just get out. <laughs> I like having room. I do really enjoy having a guest room, though. I will say that. <laughs> see, there you go, Josh. Yeah, see, she's validating you. Yeah. All right. So one way we like to get to know our guests a little better, a little more on a personal level, is ask a few fun questions in the beginning. All right. Go ahead. So we had talked, you know, before up in Virginia, and I wanted to tailor this one to, you take photos every now and then, the concerts and stuff. What's your, been your favorite concert to photograph? Oh, you know, I have a pretty big number as far as my age, and I started doing photography when I was like 15 years old in New York. So it, it's kind of like a very challenging question to ask me, but I'll, I'll go, one of the shows that stands out for me is back in the mid-70s, I got to photograph from the pit the Eagles with Dan Fogelberg. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And one of my images actually got published in one of the big New York papers back then. And the reason I choose that show is because I'm I'm a pretty, like, organic music lover. I, I just really love beautiful voices and harmonies. And, like, when you think about beautiful voices and harmonies, it would be the Eagles. And it, it was one of the most fun shows because they sang as the Ravenflies a cappella. And that was the, one of those images is the one that got uh, published. And the voices, they're just all gifts, you know. Yeah. So that was one of those to photograph for sure. Stands nice. out. That's a really cool one. I love that. That's really interesting. I love the Eagles. My parents, we grew up on the Eagles. Good Lord. My mom is obsessed with them. So, yeah, they're a great band. That's so cool. I'm going to see if I can find that. You'll have to send me a picture of your picture. (laughs) Yeah, that's a sad story. If you want to hear a sad story, that's about the saddest story ever. Oh. Yeah, it's a long story. I, I, I really did a lot of photography, and then I went away to college, and back then I shot slides. Josh, you're a photographer, so, you know, I shot slides, right? And they all came in these little boxes, and then I put all the little boxes labeled inside of shoe boxes and stored them in my closet. When I went away to college, my parents, unbeknownst to me, sold our home, the family home, because we had a home in Florida. So they sold the New York home and went to move to Florida full-time, didn't tell me, and thought that the boxes inside the boxes were all just empty and threw out all my photography. Oh, my goodness. yeah, it's been like one of the biggest tragedies of my oh, life. I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to bring that up. That's great. I'm not great. <laughs> it's stuff. It's just stuff. I have the memories. I, yeah. I wish I had the 
50 shows I did of the Grateful Dead, but you know, whatever. Wow. So I can't, my point to this is I cannot send you a picture of that picture. Okay. Well, drafts, <laughs> that sucks. I'm really sorry you lost your photos, but I'm sure they're incredible. All right. So my question would be, what's your go-to song when you need to clear your head? I don't have one. I don't like, I try to think about that. I don't have just one, but if I had to pick one, I would say Imagine by John Lennon. Like, I just love that song. It speaks to me. And I just imagine our world someday maybe living in peace. I know. <laughs> what, what's your one song, Jennifer? Um, ah, geez, I don't know. I'm a weirdo. I'm, I'm either really, really loud, like really scary, like a Godsmack song, or I like something just sort of slow and, and, kind of classical but i really like 311 311's one of my favorite old-time college bands and uh amber is probably my favorite 311 song so what about you josh the ooh la la by the faces he loves he loves to answer this question yeah (laughs) mine's easy it's the same one every time he always says the same one well all right so now that we got your photography and you know a little bit of all that what what is your favorite food God, it's like whatever I'm in the mood for, to be honest with you. <laughs> I feel that so much. I, I love, I'm a foodie. I love food. I love sushi. I love pizza. I'm not a really big meat eater, so it wouldn't be anything like that. I, I like, I don't know, I, I sushi maybe. Okay. I like sushi too. It's pretty darn yeah. good. It's still meat. Yeah. The very first time I ever <laughs> had sushi yeah, ever was in like Seattle. It. Yeah. Where did you eat sushi for the very first time, Mammy? I have no idea. Honestly. I'm sorry, I'm not being very interesting. I have no idea. You're interesting. I, Your story is interesting. I just remember mine because my uncle made me eat mackerel, which is a really pungent fish. Oh, and it, yeah, was that's in, a it was in Seattle. I was like, okay, in this tiny little like bar where everybody there didn't look like me, so you know it's a good one. And it's like authentic, and everybody there is authentic. So it was like the authentic sushi bar of the authentic sushi bars. And he's like, we're going here, and you're going to have sake, and we're going to have sushi. And you have to have mackerel. That's the thing. So I ended up eating this weird mackerel snow cone looking thing. So it was weird, <laughs> but it was good. I, I honestly can't tell you the first time I ate sushi because I've been eating sushi for a really long time, like yeah. before it was. And I did. I went to Japan years ago and um, had sushi in Japan. That's nothing like the sushi we get here in the U.S. It was just interesting. That's but, cool. Yeah, I feel like it's been like my, I, I grew up in a household where eating fish for breakfast was normal, like smoked salmon and that kind of thing. Yeah. So I feel like that's why it, it all kind of blends together when I eat sushi the first time. That makes sense. All right. If you could be any animal, what would it be and why? I thought about that. And I think I would probably be some kind of a bird because like flight is something that is really just amazing to me and where I live we have a lot of really interesting birds and like the eagles are so we have eagles that fly around like I watch them fly around here and they're just so majestic and gorgeous and they're strong but like they can just like take off and like I watch them grasp like a little like wind up in the sky and just kind of you know take off anyway a bird I think I a bird so that I could fly there you go Josh is a bear I'm not even gonna let him answer yeah. <laughs> is that so you can hibernate and sleep all winter? I don't know. Mm, no. That part I don't know. I no. just know he always says bear. The male, <laughs> the male bears don't hibernate. They don't? They don't? No. Only mm, females girl. with the cubs. Oh. I'm complete. My mind is blown. Where did that information 
just like I didn't get that ever. I always thought all bears hibernate for the winter, but okay. I mean, no. A lot of young, like in our area, the black bears, most males stay out and stay down in the valley and munch on whatever they can find. Cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Learned something new every day, I guess. All right. We're going to go through, um, for all of y'all that don't know, actually, Naomi's doing one of our um, our call-in versions for our podcast. So now I'm going to let our listeners know about our disclaimer. As always, we strive for candid, open, and sometimes even humorous conversations here on Impact Stigma. So please remember, this podcast is never intended to be a substitute for professional advice, formal diagnosis, or treatment for mental and behavioral health issues. If you need further assistance or have questions, please visit the Frontier Health website at FrontierHealth.org for more information. If you or someone you love has an urgent mental health need, please call 877-928-9062 and our 24-7 Frontier Health crisis team will help. If you, your child, or someone you know is in danger of suicide, go to the nearest emergency room or call 911. We want to take a minute and thank our wonderful episode sponsor, Food City. And with that, we'll be right back. I'm here with a Food City All-Star Shopper after another stellar go-kart curbside pickup performance. Shelly, how do you do it? <laughs> well, Howard, it takes determination to ensure every customer gets groceries exactly the way they like it. Every cut of meat, every piece of produce is chosen with the customer in mind. That's what it takes to be a champion. There you have it. Order online from Food City and experience go-kart curbside pickup at the highest level. Hello everyone, like what you're hearing so far? Well, make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button right now. This podcast is made possible by listeners just like you, and we greatly appreciate your support. So let's get back to the show. Welcome back, and thank you again, Food City. So Naomi, could you take a little bit and uh, tell us about, you know, a little bit more about you and what's going on and all that? Let, let people know a little bit more about you. Sure. So I guess what's interesting being that I'm executive director of a mental health nonprofit is kind of the journey and that has really been in the music industry where I met Godsmack about 20 years ago. And I've kind of done everything, mostly every music industry. It's been a very interesting journey, zigging and zagging throughout. But my favorite thing was like production logistics and event work. And I met, I lived down in Florida, in South Florida for many years, and I met a songwriter down there who's pretty famous and most recognized for his work with Aerosmith. And I became his assistant, and his best friend in the whole world is Steven Tyler. So I was really fortunate to spend a lot of time and become really good friends with him. And they're both in recovery. Uh, the songwriter is a guy named Richie Supa, and he wrote songs that you probably recognize. He wrote uh, Chip Away the Stone, When Lightning Strikes, Pink, and Amazing. And his journey is really interesting through his addiction and all of that. And about 10 years ago, he calls me up one day, and he's like, guess what we're doing now? And I'm like, you know, I don't know, jumping on a private plane. Like, well, I don't know, what are we doing? He's like, we're opening a treatment center. And I'm like, what? So it turned out that he had uh, a friend in the rooms who worked in the treatment industry and they had always wanted to create this music program. And long story short, they opened this treatment center and they were like, if it's going to work with Richie being a partner, we're going to need you, Naomi. And I'm like, well, I don't have any experience in treatment or in, I'm not, a, I'm not an addict. So 
but I've been to a, a many, 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 many meetings and I love them because I used to go with Richie to his NA meetings and I just thought the community was so beautiful. And I'm like, as long as you understand, I don't have that experience. We're good. So I spent eight years working in the treatment industry and launched a nonprofit for them. And everything we did, we used music, but my background is like marketing communications, productions and events. So I learned so much about, you know, just, let's just say uh, that industry that that's where I, I realized my purpose and my intention is to use my background in the music in, industry and then combining it with working in addiction and mental health to do what I'm doing now with the Stars Foundation. And just like the stars aligned and was reconnected with uh, Shannon, the, our drummer from Godsmack, and then Sully, the lead singer, and then Sully and I having a random conversation, and we launched the Scars Foundation four years ago. So that I, I feel like that maybe um, answers your question. It's my background's in the music business, and I understand the power of music and um, my background in logistics and events and marketing and communications because that's my degree. I have a degree in co from college in communications. And here we are today, um, really being so fortunate to use the skills that I love to help other people. And now I'm with you guys today. That's Does amazing. that answer? Yeah, that absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Cool. So I'm curious about kind of like what your life looked like before you became the executive director for the Scars Foundation. And I know you mentioned you worked in music, but I'm more or less, something that you shared with me was, you know, you helping with events and things like that. So before you kind of got into the Scars Foundation, what did your life look like? Well, as I said, I was at the treatment center. I was I was at Recovery Unplugged, so that's what you're referring to. Yeah. Um, my was like super busy because um, the treatment center had locations in Northern Virginia, two different areas of South Florida, like uh, Palm Beach County and Broward County, Austin, Texas, and Nashville, Tennessee. And I did a lot of work with music cares. So I, I did this loop like twice a month where I would just travel from Maryland to Florida, to Austin, to Tennessee, sometimes to California and just like all over. So my life was very much on the road, which I'm comfortable with because of my background. Like I love touring. So right. I was really, really busy working with different musicians and, you know, from all levels of music, from, you know, professional signed artists to, you know, local musicians who don't have record deals and just touring around, helping to spread the word about how, how music heals. Amazing. So you, you kind of told us why it was formed, the Scars Foundation. So can you give us a little more info on the Scars Foundation and kind of what it does today? Sure. So the, the, the beginning of the conversation was Sully and I reconnected on, on something completely unrelated. And I hadn't seen him or spoken to him in a few years. So he asked, you know, like, hey, what have you been doing? What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. And I told him about my background and having had launched that other nonprofit and I wasn't doing that anymore and so on and so forth. And he's like, Oh my gosh, I need you. And Sully, you know, lost a number of his friends in the industry, you know, Chester, Chester Bennington and Chris Cornell. And, you know, just he's watching his friends and fellow musicians just die. And, and it really upset him. 
and he didn't really know what to do, what he could do to help. And then a personal friend of his, not a musician, committed suicide, and it really tore him up because he was such a good friend and didn't realize that he was struggling. And so when we were talking, he's like, we need to do something. I need to do something to help tap the brakes on suicide. And I want to use my platform. Like, I feel like I'm in a place now where I can spread this message and I, I need you. Like, will you come do this with me? And I'm like, let me think about this. Yes. <laughs> a fan of Godsmack. And I knew, you know, I worked with them 20 years ago. And I mean, not like on, not worked with them on their team, but somewhere when I, I was running a rehearsal studio in Miami and they came down to record and they wanted to rehearse in the studio and I helped them, you know, like facilitate their rehearsals at, at the studio. And then this is open. I'm not violating anything, HIPAA, but our drummer, Shannon, came through treatment almost seven years ago at that treatment center I was at and he came in through music care. And so he and I reconnected and have been in constant contact. And that's how I reconnected with Sully. And so long story short, the, the common goal was to help tap the brakes on suicide and be a nonprofit that didn't, I don't want to use the word pigeonhole, but didn't focus on one area of mental health, like not just addiction, not just anxiety, not right. just depression. Because we're really aware that all those factors lead to potentially suicide. Mm -hmm. And That's true. so Sully's a very, very brilliant human being and very well read um, in really interesting areas of like neuroscience and how the brain works and how music is. <clears throat> so we were very aligned in what we believed we wanted to create as our programming. And so he was out on the road. We launched in April of 2019 and they were out on the album cycle. And so I pretty much just put together what I knew, what the information I collected. And we started our Grace Notes program and our Buckets program. And what we do is we incorporate coaching, like life coaching, not so much like actual therapy, because I feel like that wouldn't be the right thing to do as a as sort of like a traveling program. You know what I mean? Like we yeah. work with people frontier who has therapists and counselors. We bring our program into you to enhance the work that you're doing through our coaching and music programming. So we, that that's basically where we're at. And we do as much as we can, cause I'm a small tribe, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And we do as much as we can to get the word out and to bring these programs. Like when we come to Unoya, we're going to, uh, is it okay for me to talk about what we're doing at Enoya now? Please. You're yeah, fine. go ahead. So it's, it's what, what we do is we realize that endorphin, dopamine, cortisol, these are all critical components of mental health and where the levels are and how you feel. And we know that music is probably the only, we call it medicine, that brightens every hemisphere of the brain, which affects all these, let's call them the pleasure sensors, which is your endorphin production and so on and so forth. And we also know that movement is very important as well as nutrition. So we take the 360 degree approach to mental, physical, and spiritual well-being, and we use music to elevate what's already taking place. So at Unoya, what we're doing is we're going to be using um, buckets with drumsticks with children to show them that, like, let's take example because this is what kids do today. 
they sit around, they watch TV, they watch their tablet, they're mm-hmm. on their phone, and they're they're much more sedentary than life used to be, where it was like the parent, you know, our parents would be like, get out the house and go play in yeah. the dirt. Yeah. yeah, I must have ridden and, my bike like a thousand miles anyway. Exactly, like ride your bike to the park, like just go go out and come back when the sun sets, That's you know? Right. That's right. And kids today aren't doing that, so what we do our best to express and really achieve the sensation of it is like they come in and we watch their posture and they sit down at the bucket and we're like, okay, now sit up straight, grab your drumstick. And our therapist, Carl, who's licensed in um, sound wave therapy, which is beautiful work, he'll start playing a rhythm and he gets the kids to um, mimic the rhythm on the drums. That's amazing. So it's like an interactive concert. It's totally interactive concert. and But what it's doing that they don't even realize is that we're getting their endorphins going where they're moving their body and they're moving it in rhythm, which gets their heart rate. Like there, there's a science to all of this, right? And so we get them moving and then from sitting, they get, we like, all right, now stand up and, and do it. And it's just such a beautiful process to watch their faces light up and when they're when like let's say 20 minutes of the drumming is over and our coach Elizabeth looks at them and goes now how do you feel and their feet their posture is different like their shoulders are back they're standing straight they're breathing and we continue to enhance that by expressing to them how breathing is important and just like you have to get up and move your body and it doesn't have to be like you don't need to go to a gym like, you don't need to spend money. That's the thing that we try to emphasize. There's no money involved here. Like, you could go get a pot out of your mom's kitchen and a spoon, which would drive her crazy, but nonetheless, <laughs> and just get your energy going. You can run in, you know, run in place. Like, but the goal of and purpose of what we're going to do at Unoya is to express to children how good it feels to move your body. And how good it feels to listen to music and, and the right music with the, you know, with a good, healthy message, you know, and it's like, cause what we also find is that a lot of, uh, more like in the teenage bracket, especially with so much like bullying and, and just negative comments all over social media that they tend to get into this cycle of listening to kind of like, let's just say darker messaged music, right? Yeah, and now, and I'm sure that like, listen, there's a message there for a reason. There's that, you know, sort of dark message music because that's how people are feeling. I'm not saying don't listen to it. I'm saying let's process it and let's turn that darkness into light. Like why are people feeling that way? And what can we do to make ourselves feel better without having to spend money? Now, as you said in your disclaimer, this is not to replace if somebody needs therapy or counseling, you know, whatever they need. This isn't to replace it. This is to enhance it. And so I want to be clear on that. Like, I'm not saying we're the magic solution. I'm saying that we are something that can help people in an everyday situation if they're feeling down, how to perhaps get out of that feeling by doing something as as easy as standing up and breathing, you know, you know, within rhythm, right? Right. And that's what we teach people is that 
we all have our moments. I, I mean, like the world is, in my opinion, completely upside down. And, you know, there's so much violence and negativity right now and division. And this is not, I'm not talking about politics. I'm talking strictly about mental health. You know, you, like there's so much darkness. And I feel like what we do is we bring a way to turn that into light. Like, let's let you like you're feeling down. Like, I, I'm not going to say any names, but we worked with a client. I, I hope I can say this. It, it was uh, a frontier client. And um, this particular person came in and it was during the first session was very like kind of shut down. And we did a sound bath and the clients were very quiet. So I spoke about what I do when I'm feeling a certain kind of way. And I shared that with the client and this one particular client started crying and I'm like, what happened? Like what's been brought up for you? Why are you, you know, what's going on? And this client shared that they had been incarcerated and hadn't been able to go outside in three and a half years. And that now that this client was able to be outside, that what I shared was very impactful. Okay. I'm being very vague because I don't want to yeah, violate you're anything, fine. <laughs> but, but, so we spoke to other clients that shared and so on and so forth. Then when we came back a second time to work with this same group of, cl of clients, I saw this one particular one and they were standing upright. Their eyes were clear. They had energy, like a completely different vibe. Yeah. And I was so grateful to see this particular client. I'm like, tell me everything. <laughs> and they shared with me that they were able to use the tools that I shared when they were feeling a certain kind of way and being able to switch from that certain kind of way into the way I shared and expressed changed everything for this client and they were glowing and and moving forward with life and being so positive like I could cry right now that's something I and want to touch on really quick before you you go and I, I was listening to what you had to say and and I'm gonna um just say this I struggle sometimes with certain things and I won't get into the details of it but I find if I get outside and or I'm moving or I'm listening to music. If I do things like that, the stuff that I feel like gets stuck, the ruminating and the, the oh my gosh, why did I do that or whatever. Everybody has their stuff. I'm not going to get into my details, but I find it helps right. me move forward. Like if I get stuck in a place that's really messing me, you know, messing with my head and messing with me, then if I get to movement, if I get outside and listen to music or do something like that, it's almost like it, it like unsticks my brain and things, and I get better. I know Josh loves to hike and take pictures. Yeah, so for me, you know, it's not even music. I don't like to listen to music when I drive home or nothing. I'll, I'll roll the right. window down and just listen to the wind or stuff around. I love that. You know, yeah. when I go out hiking, I don't listen to music at all. I'm just listening to what's around me. Sometimes yeah. it's the birds or whatever, but. Well, I'm going to say to you that that's God's choir. That's and that's right. part of what I share and express. I, I just recently got a, a certification in what's called um, mindful kindness. And this is what I was sharing, only I didn't know I could get certified in it. And um, <laughs> that's awesome. basically what I was sharing with that group uh, during the first and second session was that for me, every day, the way I start my day is I get up and I look out my window. I don't even go outside. 
first thing in the morning because I have to have coffee. <laughs> but I look outside and I look at the, the color of the sky and I'm like amazed at the color, especially on a day where the sky is blue. And I look at clouds and I just think like, wow, I wish I could touch one. And, and then I look at all the different colors of green. And if there's a breeze, I look at like how the leaves move. And I'll never forget one day I was, I was up in Connecticut at my husband's sister's house. And I was sitting outside with my mother-in-law who was in her 80s. And we were just sitting quietly like I love my mother-in-law. And all of a sudden this breeze came through and the trees made the most beautiful symphony of how the leaves move. And I looked at my mother-in-law and I said, was that not the most beautiful thing you've ever experienced? It was like this breeze with the sound and the colors. I was so overwhelmed, you know, with this like joy of nature. And that's what I try to share. Like, like it's all around us, right? And like to what Josh is saying, many times I don't listen to music, like instrumental music. I'll listen to the music of nature. And that's what I try to share with people is that we have to be mindful of the kindness that is surrounding us. And when we're feeling a certain kind of way, like maybe you can't listen to music, right? Like maybe you can't turn a radio on or a song on your phone or, you know, like whatever. Listen to what's around you. You know, like when I go for a walk every day in my neighborhood, I listen to the birds and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing, you know? And that's what we try to share with people is getting back to what we call mindful kindness. I like that. Okay. So I kind of wanted to ask you a little bit about specifically, not necessarily in, in regards to you know for kids, but we've talked a lot. Can you kind of specify what Grace Notes Project is and what its purpose is? So if we have parents out there listening, they kind of go, oh, okay, I see what that is. So they can come to the concert or the, the free event for the kids and kind of get an idea of what's going to happen. Sure. So Grace Notes was originally created by the founder of the program, which is Grace Notes. And his name is Carl Schmidt. He's in recovery. His journey is very interesting. And he called me one day and he said, he calls me Nay. He's like, Nay, I want to give back using my instrument. Uh, Carl is like a child prodigy. He performed at Carnegie Hall when he was 13 years old. He studied at Juilliard. He's amazing. It just started out initially as giving back, using his music and playing music for people who would otherwise not be able to be gifted the opportunity to hear and experience live music. So he went to like senior citizen centers and um, different places to play his music. And when he saw the response, we together agreed that we were going to use this, we were going to create this in a program to help everybody from children to senior citizens, right? And so Grace Notes is a program that literally uses music as a way of giving back to show people how it can make you feel. And that's like what I already explained we're going to do with the drums and rhythms at Unoya. But as a whole, the Grace Notes project is very fluid and it changes based on who we're doing it with. But it's the concept of the Scars Foundation where, you know, music, movement, rhythm, mental, physical, and spiritual well-being. It, it's not a religious thing. When I say spiritual, it, it has nothing to do with that. It, when I say it, it's spiritual, it's like your spirit, like you go from 
being maybe hunched over your phone and slumped and, you know, not moving to standing up straight, being open and breathing. So your spirit, like your energy, let's call spirit energy, um, is more awake. And, and that, I hope that that expresses kind of generically what grace notes is, because like I said, it's fluid. We do it with kids and with the kids, we'll use songs more appropriate for kids. You know what I mean? Uh, like I'm not going to play a, a, a metal song for kids, for little kids, you know what I mean? And then for senior citizens, I'm not going to use a metal song, you know? So we compile the song for the group and for what the outcome of it is that we're looking for. So like if we're working in a group with people who are struggling with anxiety, we'll use a specific like melody. Like Carl, like I said, is uh, licensed in sound bath therapy. So he knows what like tones and frequencies would be best to emote what we're trying to, to make happen. You know, if we're working with uh, addicts, it's another sort of thing, depending on the message we're trying to get across to them. And if we're working with children, you know, we want to teach the children how to be comfortable within themselves, how to be productive moving forward, how to be strong in their own self-worth, and, you know, just be very positive about themselves, no matter what their circumstances are. And um, that's what we try to get across. Like, let's just get up and move. Let's feel good. Let's get our endorphins running. And let's show you what it feels like to be able to get out of those sedentary, maybe, I don't, I don't know what the right word is for, for the children, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to help the kids good about themselves and show them what movement can do and that they don't need money. They don't need anything other than the, their body, their hands, and to be able to, to make themselves feel really wonderful and energetic and healthy and alive. And right. um, yeah. Yeah. Does that help? Did I answer your question? Yes. Okay. So one last question. If you could step yeah. into our shoes on this podcast, mm-hmm. what would you have asked yourself that we didn't? I don't know, man. I think you guys were really pretty thorough. I feel like I talked too much. Oh, no, you're fine. So, so uh, I, I don't know. I think like. We did it. Much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We covered it's everything. Really, Yay. Yeah. I, I think it was wonderful. And I really want to thank you for the opportunity. I really appreciate that you cared enough to invite me on the podcast and talk about Unoya. We're really, we're so looking forward to Unoya. I do want to say one thing, and um, I don't know if it'll make it through editing, but um, one of the things that I love about working with, you know, your organization with Frontier Health is that they accepted the concept that we really, 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 really subscribe to at Scars Foundation, which is we're not one and done. We're not one of those people that like say, we've got this message and, you know, our message is spot on and we're going to come in and talk to your clients for an hour and then we're going to leave. Yeah. Um, We don't do that. We believe in um, a two-way street relationship where it benefits, you know, both parties and that we come more than once because we understand it takes more than one time to get a message across. It takes a certain period of time to change behaviors. It takes, takes a certain period of time for the behaviors to really stick. And I, I just want to compliment, you know, Mallory and 
the people that she reports to who are absolutely amazing, the people that work with, you know, you guys for embracing the concept that we at the Scars Foundation want to help make a change. And we don't talk to the clients. We speak with them. We listen to them. They're heard. We want to listen to the children at Unoya. We want to hear what they have to say. And we want to do our best to really help make a difference. And that's what we're about. And it's not one of those, let me come in, give you a handout, talk at them for an hour. Yeah, that's really, that's a big deal, Naomi. It really is. It really is. And, and I'm just, I, I can't emphasize enough how grateful I am to Frontier and the team and everybody, including you and Josh, for getting this and embracing it and letting, letting me share what we're about. Cause you know, I don't think we're the end all. I don't, you know, I think it takes, it, it takes a village, you know, mm-hmm. it does. so grateful that to be a part of it. I love Appalachia. I love mm-hmm. the people of Appalachia. Thank you for getting the- it right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was fooled, my friend. I was fooled. <laughs> I was like, it's not Appala- Appalachian. I was like, oh my gosh, it's Appalachia. Yeah. <laughs> I-, I said Appalachia once to Mallory, and she's like, uh uh-uh. uh. You better yeah, not. No. If you no. want to be accepted no. around here, you better not. <laughs> exactly. And, and I had to educate my team like do not ever say Appalachian it was really funny the first group we did Carl gets up and he's all you know into it and he referred to it as Appalachian I'm like no (laughs) why (laughs) I told you (laughs) that's exactly what I said I'm like Carl no it's Appalachia say it again (laughs) (laughs) you guys are gonna have an an enunciation practice thank you so much listen thank you so much Naomi for coming um we're really, really excited, and I hope that for all of you listeners out there um, that you just you're enjoying this episode of Impact Sigma, and we just thank you so much for continuing to tune in. And please make sure to tell everyone about Unoy for Kids event on August 13th. It's with completely Scar- free. Yeah, it's completely free. It's it's going to be, and there's lots of resources there. It's not just one of those events where you walk around and you pick up stuff and you leave. There's going to be food trucks there. Six awesome food trucks are going to be there. Appalachian Ice, my friend, who apparently is one of the most popular food trucks around as far as like ice cream and stuff is going to be there. And, you know, the Scars Foundation's coming. They're going to do this really amazing interactive concert for kids. And it's it's going to go on from 3 to 5 at Cumberland Square Park in Bristol, Virginia. So There's going to be other vendors, too. Absolutely. It's going to... They're, they're doing all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah, so. it's going to be a bunch. It's a lot. So we really, really want you guys to come. So if you hear about this... Even if you don't listen to the podcast, just tell everybody. Tell everybody about You Know for Kids and um, spread the word. Yeah, we have one more free thing, too. You can subscribe. That's free. You don't that have, is free. You don't have to pay to do this. No. Thank you, Josh. I don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. There you go. And just definitely make sure you remember to go make an impact. Stigma can make mental health problems worse and even stop a person from getting the help they need. Untreated mental illness places an enormous economic and emotional burden on our communities. Economic burden alone is in the billions, and that directly affects all of us. We all play a crucial role in creating a mentally healthy community, one that is inclusive, rejects discrimination, and supports recovery. For us at Impact Stigma, this is way more than just a podcast. It is about igniting our communities, sharing our stories, and working together with listeners like you. We invite you to find out more about Impact Stigma on our website at impactstigma.com. One way you can make an impact right now is by sharing our podcast with your friends and family because you never know when something we talk about might be the reason someone you love asks for help. Mental illness is not a personal failure. 
We can't do this without you. So if you feel inspired to get involved, first, subscribe to this podcast. Then go visit our website at impactstigma.com. Watch the video and read about how you can become an impact maker. Thank you for listening to Impact Stigma. You're so glad you chose us. We want to thank our guests again for sharing your impactful story and doing your part to Impact Stigma. Join us next time as we enjoy some laughs and hear impactful stories. Until then, this work needs you. So go be an impact maker. Thank you and be blessed.